Hello and welcome back to Split Decision, the same show, but on our new channel, Double Peak. Of course, anybody wondering for some of the changes that we have coming up, the main difference, Mitch is still here, as you can see, is that we're going to have Tobin on board to hopefully make us look that little bit prettier and make the quality and the quantity of our content go up quite a bit. Mitch, I want to know, what, what have you got planned? Now, now that you've got someone who can do all the dirty work for you, mm. what, what are your ideas? Honestly, I, I can't wait to just draw on some screens, man. That's what we're going to be doing. Some little breakdown content, some nice little flowing arrows. I might even add in some custom stencil sounds while it's going through. It's some pretty exciting stuff. Okay. Well, either way, it's something that I definitely think you guys should subscribe to. Even though this is a brand new channel, I'm going to try and push it as much as humanly possible because we do have a lot of exciting things. Hopefully going to bring in some pro players, hopefully going to get some content creators involved as well to make this basically a Valorant hub for EMEA going forward. But this week, we do still have the podcast and on Split Decisions, we've decided to have a look at the EMEA challenges, the teams that we kind of expect to basically build the future of Valorant, Mitch, because that's been one of the things that it's been okay so far, especially in EMEA, but it looks like it's about to get quite a bit better. Yeah, yeah, not quite the Ascendant League, uh, but it, it's something else. It, it's a mm. region for these lower level teams to sort of practice, get their level of skill up, and who knows, maybe eventually be able to feed on into that VCT main league. But, you know, with the franchise coming up and everybody excited for that to kick off, it's good to have something to sink our teeth into and get a sense of how these other teams are getting on. Well, either way, we're just going to go straight into some of the teams that we have basically coming up. And I want to start with sort of a couple of the leagues that firstly, in the case of the Italian league, hasn't actually started yet. But we've got a few mm -hmm. leagues that are ongoing, a few teams that have already played. But the Italian one hasn't, and a lot of the teams are missing. Uh, we'll do a similar thing with Portugal as well, because again, I, I don't think everybody's announced. And there's still a few pieces here and there that I'd like to see sort of added or even just know some of the players a bit better before we go too far into detail. But in general, Mitch, anyone you're excited about when it comes to the the sort of Italian league? Yeah, I mean, as you said, Sam, we're not seeing the, the full list here necessarily, but off the bat, Desire, uh, you know, he's drawing my eye because Fecu's on there. And we know this mm -hmm. guy, he's got a good history running throughout even before London United over in the uh, EMEA scene. The other one, though, that caught my eye was Mako Esports. Uh, that team has Morphe on their yeah. coaching staff. And this guy, obviously, he was a, a phenomenal member of the Lucky Boys back in the day that you and I got to cover. I, uh, To be honest, the only thing that I have to say, uh, backing off because I'm sure he's fantastic as a coach and so on, I'm sad that he's not playing. Yeah. We won't get to see him on the server, man, because he was, he was really exciting to watch. Yeah, I still remember. I don't know if they took a map or came very, very close to taking a map off the champions winning Ascend when they were going through the open qualifiers. But like that team had some promise. So yeah, to see it, it's a little bit sad to sort of see them diminish. I think also if you look at uh, GMT, there might be a couple of faces that you recognize over there, like with Bippo, Heartbeat, Naze. I think we've seen all of them play to at least a decent level with like Angry Titans being in the sort of VRL like finals last year. So I think that that's a roster, if I'm being honest, that I kind of expect to take it when it comes to Italy. But again, you've still got, what, a, a two completely non-listed teams, and then you've got one that's half-listed. So maybe still a little bit more to come from that one, but we'll, we'll move We'll move swiftly on. I want to I get more into now Portugal, because we've got most of the teams on hand, but I'll be honest with you, Mitch, there's... So they're not a lot of faces that I recognize, but that's probably because they've only just got their own league. And last season it was like, hey, you're just like Spain, but you can play there. But it's all Spanish orgs, so you kind of won't. 
and it was weird. Yeah, I think there were probably more more teams than there were Portuguese players in the previous iteration. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely somewhere that they're going to be approaching uh, the building blocks on. Seeing there though, Vikings 14, they've got Tuga TV. I mean, we've seen Tuga around a lot ever since the very first. I'm pretty sure he was in Spike Nations back in the day, like way, way back in 2020. Uh, he's been on the scene, he's been streaming, he's been playing. So, you know, a, a name that I'm familiar with, but in a competitive environment, I'm, you know, this is brand new orders for me pretty much looking at mm. these rosters. Yeah, I, I think Saw has a couple of players. Like, I think Fizzy been is around. someone that, that I've seen, like, a few times, talented player. And I think also GTZ as well has a couple of players who were, like, part of Desire, part of Team Queso. So they might be the ones that I'd sort of sit at the top, but that's purely based on these players have played in other teams before. So mm -hmm. I think if we now move on to somewhere where we should start to see quite a few faces that we recognize, and I know that Zesh is probably watching this bit exclusively, uh, we've got ourselves the DAC League. Yeah, we know Zesh is going to have a lot of opinions about this one, Tom. Uh, and certainly we will as well. A ton of players we recognize there. I mean, the first one mm. that I hovered over, assuming that it would be an empty one, uh, was listed as TBD. And it had Simon Dark there. So I immediately <laughs> diving in with names that I recognize. And then you move over to Unicorns of Love and let me tell you, Canafish is looking fantastic. Oh, Good old Irish flag flying high over in the German scene. <laughs> Fantastic to see. You know, I don't blame the German team for looking outside of it. They definitely need to look at some higher ELO regions and, and, and snipe some talent. Ireland. So it's good to see. It's good to see Ireland getting the recognition on the international okay. level. Well, I'm, I'm going to try and be a little bit more logical and go for the likes of Maus because Maus actually have a fairly cracked team. You've got Alarante and Obnox, who we've already seen an insane amount of sort of top tier play. I think Alarante is someone who I think for a while probably could have made it into like one of the lower teams in the top division. I think I think he's incredibly strong. Murray as well, someone we saw a wave back in the day again incredibly strong player and they brought in Aluri who's actually the ex IGL of the guys at Focus. So and we saw him in Manchester and the team at Manchester and they actually looked incredibly good. So that alongside Kundi Kundi, ex big, another sort of coach that I think is going to be causing issues for other teams. So Mal's are definitely sort of my favorites, but then you have the likes of alternate attacks as well. You got Buher and Ambi, Ambi coming over into the German league. I think someone again who, when we saw him, what was it on Giants? He was he was pretty solid. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't ended up sort of a little bit further up. And I don't know, like obviously, Mitch. I know that my CS sort of I, I was there in CS a little bit longer, so I remember a lot of these. But do you remember Engine from no. Space Soldiers? So he was no. he was one of the Turkish oh, players. Oh, engine, yeah. engine, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's he's on Angry Titans. So that that for me is a very oh, curious one because we saw a lot of the Space Soldiers players move over, uh, not maybe the ones that you would have wanted, which sounds a little bit harsh. But like Zontaris is still over in CS. I, I'm pretty sure Calyx is as well. They're the two that were kind of the heavy hitters. But the rest of it have trialed themselves. I think Major went back, but. Engine might be here to stay. So I'm, I'm hoping he's still got some of the sort of crazy ability he had in Counter-Strike because that could make that team at least a little bit more exciting. And just as a final note, I think CGN, although they've had to change their roster quite a bit because of the new regulations, meaning there has to be more German players, I think they have great coaching staff and are, are very sort of good at building teams. Like they topped the season last year. So although they might not have the names that stick out, Mitch, I, I think they could be one that maybe causes an upsell to and maybe even qualifies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I mentioned, you know, seeing down on that TBD, you got Simon Dark. You know, he's a player that's been around quite a bit, but hasn't necessarily mm. reached well, anything. I think BGG massive. as well. So I, I think he was also X Wave, and from what I remember, oh exactly, was yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. talented.
Yeah, and he was on that roster for a long, long time as well. He was, he was around. So I think there's a there's a ton of promise in Dak, which is something that, you know, we don't often get to say. Uh, so pretty huge. And, and to be <laughs> honest, the, the main thing being that this is probably the first time that we're looking at Dak without Big Clan in it. Like, it, it's yeah, a strange thing to see. Uh, I just automatically expect that logo to be there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at some point they make a comeback, but I do think there were pretty high expectations for them to sort of get in towards that uh, partnership spot. And when it didn't happen, I think there needed to be decisions made, I guess. You know, speaking of things that are missing from the German scene, I mean, it it almost it gave me a little bit of a, a, a mini heart attack, I would say, thinking I'd missed something in those rosters. I went through, I double checked and I had no Aslan listed there. Uh, that would have been a tragedy, but luckily, it's not because he yeah. isn't in challengers. We'll touch yeah, on that. Well, the the sweet ni- nice little segue because we are going to move and on then? to Turkey, and and that's the thing. I think obviously you've mentioned Aslan already, someone who is not just German but also Turkish, and uh, he's now moved over. But this this for me, I might not say it's the most stacked in terms of let's say in the second season where they're going to try and win Ascension. I think there's teams in other leagues that I would favor over one of these teams winning, but in terms of where I think this will go in terms of who's going to win this division, fuck knows. I, I think it's going to be really difficult to predict. So I don't know where you want to start, but I, I think I've got six out of the 10 that I definitely want to talk about here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this just looks unbelievably stacked. I mean, you might as well start where we've already mentioned in S2G. I mean, having yeah. <laughs> immediately Pora and Russ on the team, you, you've got my eye on you. That is for goddamn yes. sure. Follow that up with an import of Aslan coming over from the German scene. He's been around, but he's been a player that you and I, Tom, have been massive fans of. Really wanted to see him succeed and be more prevalent on our screens. Yeah. Now we get that wish granted. And I think looking at the team that he's on, this has got to be his best shot to shoot for the top. Again, though, what it falls back to, even with someone like Poor, the legendary player that he is, he could be one of the best ciphers in this entire league. But the problem is there's a lot of stacked teams in here, a lot of stacked competition for them to come up against. I mean, the Wildcats are looking pretty hot as well, Tom. Some names that we recognize there from all the way back in the day. SSK, I, I'm so happy to see him back on the scene, back uh, able yeah. to compete on a you know weekly, consistent basis. Well, that, He's going to be capable of doing a lot. The thing is, if it wasn't for the fact that Navi literally picked up FPX, I wouldn't be surprised if he was still there. I, I, I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. like he, he was a very aggressive player, someone that statistically you're going to look at and go, oh, for a jet, maybe not the best. But his role within a team was sort of so, was priceless. Like he was so good at just making space, taking those early fights. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see him back. The thing is, though, with uh, the Turkish League in particular that interests me most, it's actually the young talent. Because, okay, you have SMB that has like Izzy and Sturb, and you know that they're talented individuals. You've mentioned SSK. You've got Zisto over on uh, Digital Athletics, and he's been brought in alongside Deepmans, who might have one of the weirdest stances to play the game, but very talented individual and excited to see him back on a Turkish team. But then I go to Parla and Fireflux, and I, I genuinely find it difficult to think that the, even some of these new stack teams will be able to beat them. Because Yetaye and Woot, when we were watching Fireflocks, two, like, I think they're like 17, 18 years old, two players that I think you give them another two years, they're guaranteed to be on, like, either BBL or, like, moving up with foot or going up with this team because I think they're so ridiculously talented. And then Parla, 
they were giving everyone a run for their money. Like in, in one of the earlier tournaments, didn't they play like Navi and like take a map, knocked out some of the franchise teams along the way? So they're probably favorites, which is wild to say when you have that poor Russ Aslan team. And a really interesting thing about that is the fact that Parla have made a little bit of an upgrade, right? The fact that they played recently in a tournament and they had Fireflux in that event. They're up mm. against these guys. They're seeing that Sociable, damn strong player, really good duelist to help. They just pick him up, they swipe him. <laughs> and now they're Parla with Sociable, one of the bigger threats that you've got in the Turkish scene for duelists. So yeah, mm. an incredibly stacked team uh, that that really tops out that uh, the roster of Turkish squads. I think looking at these guys it really it's beyond a coin flip at this point it's more of a dice roll as to who's going to come out on top i mean galacticos with someone like glove on there <laughs> it's again a, a phenomenal name that's dragging your eye and they made it through the closed qualifier as well this wasn't uh an invited team so it's someone that even though they might not have as much you know a, reputation as someone like Parla Wood or someone that like Istanbul yeah. Wildcats or S2G looking at the rosters, they have now already been tested, right? They've they've had their dry run and it's worked out pretty well. So they're coming into this uh with that to their back. So I I, I think there's uh, probably the most exciting region that we've got here uh, just yeah. based on the, the names well we didn't we're even alone. mention Galatasaray which is just it's like you got one of the That's biggest the thing, sort of football teams. <laughs> so I don't think they're building a bad team. Let's put it that way. But it, yeah, it's going to be stacked. I, I think if I was going to be like betting my money anywhere, I, I'd probably lean towards Parla just because, as you said, they've got that upgrade, but also their team was already nasty before. But I also think that that's just that's based purely on history. And again, I think that poor Russ Aslam roster has got a lot of huge talent. Now, we're going to move on. It, it gets a little bit more interesting here because I think East in particular for me, Mitch, this one I feel is the most top heavy. Like I, I think there might be a team or two that can like like I'm looking almost like a challenge for second because realistically I don't know if there's anyone that can beat Ascend. Yeah, look, realistically, you look at this as your group, you know that there's a top dog established. Yeah. Now it's not like we haven't seen these sort of teams fall apart or have their struggles before, but the roster that Ascend is fielding. I think I can stand behind every single one of those players individually yes. from what I've heard, yeah. from what I've seen. Definitely. MBS as a coach. We already know how strong he can be. I'm batty G look that <laughs> that is for me, the trophy handed to them already. Batty G is one of my favorite players in the world. Regionally. He has mm. got to be top five. Well, why didn't you I, sign him then? <laughs> listen, Tom, if, if it was, if it was just my choice, That'd be a different thing, but uh, you know, there's a lot more decision making uh, behind there. I'll say when Batty G trialed for Alliance, I was blown away by every aspect mm. of this player, the amount of preparation this kid, kid, right? And he was so young as well. He comes in with so much preparation, so much maturity. Every single mistake that was made, you know, some people get down, especially when you're trialing, right? You know, it's a very hostile environment to go into. Potentially, you can get in your own head four players, and they're just looking at every mistake you make. To decide if they're going with you or the other people who maybe make less mistakes it's stressful and every single time it was just problem solving everything was positive the vibes were fantastic i love that kid i think that ascends roster I, I don't think it's disrespectful to any other team in this tournament to say that they should be taking first place and if you can yeah. take a map off them you can go home with a smile on your face yeah, I, I think the thing as well, someone that I'm honestly surprised is not in partnership is monster 
Like you're talking about an 18 year old kid who I, I genuinely think has the ability to outfrag anyone in the server while playing Sentinel. Like I think even in his first game, he like top fragged by a country mile while playing Killjoy. So it's it's just like, and these are aggressive plays as well. So I it, like he's someone that if you talk even about like artists when he was playing before, like had a huge amount of admiration for him. I, I genuinely don't see more than two years of him not being in VCT. I, I just don't see it happening. I think either Ascend qualify or he gets picked up. I, I just think he's too much of a, a valuable asset to have for any team at the moment. So I think he could steamroll most of these teams. Now, to not just basically fanboy on one team, I, obviously, I know that we're both big fans of Benji. So you've got him playing an Enterprise. I'm interested to see how he does. Do I think they'll win? Probably not. But I, I hope that he does well. The one that intrigues me, though, more so is Anonimo, because we've always had that sort of that Polish roster being able to do quite a bit of damage, like Sneak, Sticks, Grabino have been talented and in the scene for quite a while. So maybe they're the ones that I go, OK, let's see how they do versus Ascend. Maybe they can sort of challenge them a little bit. But other than that, I think I remember uh, Sean P from Nom. And then there's a lot of people I'm sort of intrigued to see because this is one of those regions that has a lot of talent from a lot of different regions. Yeah, and one of the reasons that's going to benefit the most, I think, in, in this situation from having this challenger setup, uh, because you've got so many teams coming in and so many players that are unknown, but also some incredibly stacked and proven rosters. I mean, like your B8 with Arch and Dreamass, you can only imagine that the rest of the team is going to be, although I'm not personally familiar with them, they've got to be solid players of Arch and Dreamass yeah. are going to co-sign on them. So it is a fantastic learning opportunity. And I think that for some regions, there is going to be a top-heavy uh, environment, but it's something that's existed, at least looking at like even the UK scene in CS for a long time in Ireland, certainly. We always had this like one team, they're the best, they win everything, and everybody else sort of looks up to them. They learn from them and, and they drag the scene up essentially by their bootstraps. I, I sort of see that mm. as what uh, Challengers East is going to be. Yeah, well... Moving on to France, I'll be honest, with France in general, there was a couple of teams where I'm like, okay, like you've got a couple of decent players, but mm -hmm. I, I think there's a lot to be learned here because I, I do think some of these teams in terms of just ne name brand are actually a little bit underwhelming, like especially when you consider that I think early doors in Valorant, there was quite a lot of French teams that were doing damage and were quite oh, exciting yeah. to watch. I, I think right now I'm sort of sat there going like, Okay, mandatory. Okay, wild. Okay, SNG. You've got some players that I recognize and I remember from the VCT. Other than that, okay, you got Roden on job life, but there's there's not a huge amount of people that just like pop out to me at least, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Look, for the most part, I think in these French teams, uh, again, got a shout out immediately. Alex is playing here as well. Uh, we've seen Alex before. I got to see Alex uh, at Gamerfest, uh, LAN over here in Ireland. So good to see another Irish Are flag. Are you claiming waiting. him as Irish as well? Well, he is Irish. He is Irish. So is he actually Irish yeah, this yeah, time, yeah, yeah, or is it like yeah, yeah. when Enzo's I, I, Irish? You hover and... over Sector One. You look at that flag. I see a tricolor right there, oh, Ireland God. motherfucker. And I'll say Enzo... it also says UK if you go on his profile. But well, we'll it, might, it might, it might, it might be an instigation for a fight there. We'll see, local <laughs> admins. Um, I'll, what I will say is that. And, you know, in the run-up so far, the Irish teams, the Irish players, they've been getting a good representation. Mm. I think this is the There's best no Irish team we've ever though. seen. Well, you know, it depends. I think Enzo, he sort of makes every team he's on Irish in a way. His first ever yeah, land win. Man. He, was, he was christened in this country 
Tom, and I don't know about you, but <laughs> in Ireland, me? we're very, we welcome people. I mean, his his land baptism, you know what I mean? Oh, it was here okay. in this country. It was the land event that brought him all that joy that maybe lit the spark of esports within him and pushed him. I'm not going to say that is what happened, so but you, it very well could be. So you think he flew to Ireland to play a LAN and that lit the spark? Not anything that winning happened that before LAN. that. Win it, winning that LAN, his okay. first LAN victory. I'm sure that, I'm not sure. So it was a I, Frenchman I, winning a the Irish LAN. good chance. Well, you know, uh, we don't need... Listen, let's talk about the French League a little bit more. Mandatory. That team looks fantastic. Another team... Did you see that intro video? That I, have, <laughs> I, I didn't actually know. It was, it was sick. Like, I don't know who did the editing for that, but it was really, really good. So... Who's... Uh, frag movies are going to be the, the hypest. I know who that is, especially with a player like Kata on well, the, the server as well. The hippest way. Um, but yeah, no, obviously I've, I worked with Kata a lot. This guy, as far as young talent goes, he's got to be like the most promising out there. Phenomenal duelist, brings a lot to the team. And looking mm. at hip as well, it's a name I haven't seen in so long on the competitive scene because he was around mm. so much at the Did start. Did you notice back the in beta coaching so stuff as well? Mena and Kriya. Yeah, Korea. yeah, yeah. So Korea, another our Omen main, being around a long, long time. Was NIP used to play with back in the day? Yep. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, re I remember. Oh man, the 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 he times that we clips. had. It's it's a different it's a different time, isn't it? You think mm. about the top of EMEA now, and even just that mandatory team: Hip, Akuma, Kada, Korea. Those are four players that were like pillars of the competitive scene mm. going back to 2020, 2021. Uh, Valorant in the MEA. So, uh, you know, definitely a team that already grabs your attention. And then the hype video definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely does the job. But that's the thing as well. I think SBG is another one where uh, I, I think like Takas, Natank, Logan is like a decent core. Yeah. I think especially Natank and Takas, they're two players that I think are still very much at like the top level. I think Natank might have been a little bit harshly sort of removed considering I think. Although he didn't have the greatest numbers in the world, I think his like KO play and stuff was actually fantastic. And I think as well, if you look towards Wild, you've like you've got hype and obviously Foxy, who are a, a decent IGL coming over from some of the the teams from Polaris. So I, I think there's some talent there. It's just that there's a lot of players that I don't necessarily like recognize. So I, I'm going to be curious to see who sort of comes out on top. They've still got the likes of Onibi as well and like B Genius, uh, Machina. Like these are all names that I recognize. It's just okay, who have they got with them, and how talented are these guys going to be? Yeah, I think again, looking at some of the teams that you have here, but SBG in particular, you you have essentially BDS Natank coming in there as well from Vitality, yeah. Bayaz, who used to play for Megastitute for a long time. This is a a very stacked roster, even down the the sort of I guess bottom and how it's how it's yeah. structured on the Liquipedia at least. And going through almost every team, I think there's recognizable aspects to it. Job life having Roden, uh, absolutely a standout player. But then again, going to the coaching staff of Unco, uh, the, these are the the core French scene players. And there's a couple teams like Valiant and Zoran, yeah. who I think will sort of just Sasuke make up that bottom end as well, though. Like that's the thing though, Sasuke. Like Actually, uh, Sasuke yeah, yeah, was yeah. on a uh, Koi, and Jesse was on Giant. So like, th there's th that's what I mean. There's like promise. a few players in there that's like, okay, I know that you are up to that standard, but who have you got with you? It, it's yeah, sort of yeah, similar yeah. to why I think of like Carmine Core as well, <laughs> which is another thing altogether. Fair. But it's like, 
I, I haven't seen, I guess the way I'd say it is mandatory and SPG are sort of like the teams where I'm like, okay, I know these players, I can trust how they're going to play. And the rest I'm sort of looking at going, okay, who have you found? And that, that's going to be the exciting thing to come towards the end of the season. I think Spain actually kind of links into that quite nicely as well, because Spain, again, has a lot of players spread out through lots of different rosters. Like there isn't one where I'm like, oh my God, that's utterly stacked. But then you start with teams like Kase and you've mm-hmm. got Mini Boo and Killers, Roxy all on the same team. And I'm like, you know, Mitch, that's a pretty solid roster. Yeah, essentially. Uh, but Kase having Killers on the roster as well, I'm going to boost them down. They're keeping mm-hmm. Roxy over from the past. And, yeah, champions and Yuri, winner. right? At the end of the day, the Kase roster, it looks fantastic. But like you said, they're not alone when it comes to names that you recognize and across the board. And I think Ramboot Club, they've got Bromas, they've got Loudly, at Cello coming in, the Portuguese player as a mm-hmm. as a coach. Uh, again, stacking up as a pretty decent prospect for uh, maybe taking that top spot. I, I don't know who's really like the, if there's a dominant Number one, especially looking yeah. at teams like Queso coming in, Hyber, Lowell. I mean, these two players alone have had a ton of hype behind their name in the past. It's, those mm-hmm. two are interesting, though, because it's like Hyber, for me, is someone who I know will still be solid. Lowell, I have no yeah. idea because I just haven't seen him it's play. So long. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it just seems like it, it's almost random. And I find that with a, a lot of people like on Rebels, you've got Gatch as well, who we saw ages ago. Uh, Vukashu was always pretty good. I, I think Zetera having Maniac and Bold, like that's a weird one. I'll be All honest, right. like that was that was not what I was expecting. Let me hit you with something here. So I, I'm looking at this on um, on Liquipedia. Actually, I think I've looked at the I've looked at the achievements. That's why I was going to say there's no way it's been that long since Lau played. It was like a, <laughs> a, it was like 2021 one match, and then it just went all the way back. But even still, looking down through the matches that he's played, right, 2023, he's obviously been kicking it off with uh, the challengers that's on. Before that, though, you go back to November, couple games, couple games, like the month before, and then you go to the sixth. I mean, uh, it's, it's crazy. He's got like 30 games a year. That's yeah. wild. So it, really low official rates in there. Seeing him come through, though, with someone, again, obviously sticking around with Poppy Fresh, he's going to have a lot of uh, pull within the Spanish scene. They've picked up Hyber. I mean, Hyber's looking for a home. They have a decent team assembled. It's not necessarily a stamp of approval. Just looking at that roster, it doesn't tell me like, oh, Lyle's going to be amazing for sure. But I still find it hard to believe that many people get on the team, get behind him if he's not still maintaining that level. Still not maintaining a high level. The question is, is it going to be the level that we had back at first strike? Because that was sensational. That was like... He was challenging for names like Nuki were floating around and we were expecting them to be the the ones that were taking the cake. And every single game, it was Lau. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case anymore. Best sage in the world. Yeah, he really was. The, maybe the, the worst sage. Phoenix, but let's ignore that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> well, to finish, we're, we have, well, I, I'm biased, but what I would consider the big room going into Polaris. I I think this is another... It's interesting because this one, I think, there's one very obvious one similar to Ascend where I'm like, that roster has to qualify. But in this league, I do actually think there's one or two teams that might be able to upset them. So we'll we'll address the the elephant in the room because before I even get to finish the sentence and say, Apex, Mitch, uh, who on that team are you excited for? 
And it's Yenzo, of course, my boy. He's he's back here with a fantastic team. Mystic beside him as well. You got Magnum making a comeback. Mm. Shadow. Oh, God. I, I can't get more Shadow. excited. Shadow Kaiko. back. Kaiko could be good. Nothing against you, Kaiko. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to your performance, but the other See, four, they've got they've got my much, eye. This is the thing, though. How much do you trust Woo! Mystic's word? That's why I wanna I wanna ask you. Do I'm you... I'm a, I'm about 100. I see a okay. cliff. He says jump. So, I'm jumping. I, I'm not Mystic, even asking. Mystic said to me that he gets like Durka vibes from Kaiko. I'm like, in. He, he he's like this kid is it. So I I think we saw him in Bonk previously, and like there were games where they'd play like a best of five, and the man would have like 87 kills. So it's like. The, the only thing that worries me with Apex, I think that they've got a lot of players who, if they are still at the level they can be, they win this easily. Like, I don't I don't think there's anybody that compete with them except maybe Focus, and Focus is another thing altogether. But, like, I need to see the best out of Magnum and Mystic because they're some of the more experienced players. Shadow's never really going to be putting up the craziest numbers, but as a support player is exceptional. Solid. Enzo as well, it's like he put up decent numbers, and in this setting, I think he'll be more than good enough but I still need that X factor. And that's where Kaiko has to come in. So that's my only worry. But from talking to the players themselves, they seem very confident in his ability. And the fact that like, it almost seemed like he was a shoe in when they were mm -hmm. sort of building this roster. That to me means he has to be a talent because otherwise there's a lot of sort of duelists on offer, especially for an organization as big as Apex. Like for people who don't know from CS, they like bought players like Jacob out of 100 Thieves contracts. Like they, they, they have that sort of finance to build a sort of Goliath of the leagues that are looking to get into uh, the sort of partnership. But if they believe that he's good and with the coaching staff they have, I think he's going to be a monster. But Mitch, I, I want to talk about focus because I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I Again, this team looks like it has a skill ceiling that could actually be very high. Yeah. Well, firstly, that's something we can say for a lot of these teams. But focus yeah. in particular, I mean, look, they've picked up purple. They've got your boy, Lewis, Yugi, all very experienced players that have been around the scene for quite a while. I think your boy, Lewis, especially, you know, <laughs> He's been he's been on focus. I think it's fair to say, you know, we've we've seen him float around and, mm. you know, even just thinking back to that performance they had at Red Bull home ground, they were in a solid position. They damn well could have proceeded on the tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, and we, that was we without Purpo as well. And that was without Purpo. Exactly. Now you add that to it. They're already competing with some top teams on the global scene. So, yeah. yeah, naturally, they come in with a lot of eyes on them. Uh, rolling back the years a little bit with the team beside them, a HS Deer as well. I mean, it literally is. These, some of these players were on it, like Vicious, Linksy, Ally, and they left, played on different teams throughout, yeah. and now HS Deer has been resurrected. I, I was wondering about Lear as well, because it's like, I don't think he was on HS Deer, but I recognize him. He used to play for Malik, a, a team that was a bit of a headache for a couple of the sort of tier two, tier three teams. It was at the Insomnia event as well and came first in that. So, like, you know, has some decent line experience and everything like that as well. Uh, as far as HS Deer go, they're looking fantastic, and I haven't even gotten near the Irish bias yet. Oh, yeah, I'm not going in that direction. One thing I want to <laughs> touch on with Focus, my only worry with them is the fact that they did get rid of their IGL. So I want to see how that's going to work because obviously Manchester, we had that sort of thing of Illuri being back and I, I think potentially that could have actually boosted them with his calling. Mm. But I want to go the other way and go to Les Petits Bouffons uh, because I think Vong, Link, Luzza, Russ and Cray is like a five stack. Obviously, it's still more of a mix, but now they should be looking for an organization that they qualified. That team looks nasty. 
But I believe they did actually lose to Vamanos, who it like the Zeke Nile sort of Tundra Alliance, like a couple of other players or Nile played for them. So it's like I'm actually really intrigued by that team because I would have thought going into that match that Le Petit Buffon should win that one wholeheartedly, really. I think they got a really stacked roster, but seemingly that sort of Danish core might actually have a bit more to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing as well. When you look at some of these rosters on paper, it's a completely different thing when it comes to playing on the server. Uh, the thing that a lot of these players that I'm about to mention have got under their belt, Bonk. These guys, obviously, everybody knows mm. Bonkar, I think. Pretty familiar with them at this point. Cider, super sub. We've seen him all over the place. Former Alliance as well. We'd love to see it. Got kicks, <laughs> Jusu, and Chihuahua. Again, Jusu wrapping that Irish flag. Had some good stints, but I still don't think Jusu's I've gotten even close. Chihuahua's a beast. Yeah, yeah. So have I. So have I. I heard he got a really cool 4K on the back of the Sensei side, but I don't think anybody saw it. Um, the... <laughs> They, that that roster's experienced. They've they've got it all under their mm. belt. They've played within the VCT. Jusu, I don't think has gotten a fair shot at the top level. This under leadership like Bonkar, especially someone who's been around the block a couple mm. of times. You know, this is definitely something that uh, will allow him well, to flourish. He's also got like that's the thing with Kaiko leaving. Although I think that's a huge loss, it's also mm -hmm. a chance for Jusu to sort of fill those shoes. Like, yep. Give him a chance to actually be that more aggressive player, take more of the space away, because ultimately he was still that sort of flex duelist. So maybe that will give him a little bit of extra space and give him the chance to sort of work a little bit more. I I'm surprised you haven't gone the, the route of like human tripwise yet, because that's still Very next like... up. <laughs> You've got another Irishman on there. So and and I think as well, someone like Stanley, I, I think I kind of, again, expected to see a little bit more of him. But after 10 star, he kind of fell off my radar, at least a little bit going to Movistar mm. Riders. But I think he was a solid like IGL type. So I, I think that that'll be a good lead. But go on. Uh, you've got your second Irish player in this league. So uh, plug away. That's right. A lot of tricolors <laughs> flying today, boys. It's it's a good day to be Irish. Human tripwires. <laughs> They've got Connor. McNuggets, you might recognize him as. Uh, he was playing under that name for a while. I asked him why why in god's name he would do that and uh he didn't really know so you know i, I think he's gone back to connor i hope he has um <laughs> we'll see we'll see Sounds what like something you would server. do i'll be yeah, honest yeah i'm surprised your name you know, isn't like mcdonald's rap or something honestly the reason it pissed me <laughs> off is i found myself being very hungry during some of the cast and i have to keep saying mcnuggets mcnuggets i'm gonna it rename just... myself to subway sandwich just <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> What's up? Uh, me and Italian BMT here are going to go grab something to eat. <laughs> but yeah, I think human trip bars as well. They've been around a long time. You know, they've been putting in the work. Uh, Connor, at least, has been on that roster for quite a while now, really trying to make it work and seeing him in here. I think it's a huge opportunity. I would question again uh, how much time is really going into this uh, for them. I don't know what their situation is. They're obviously in here as a non-sponsored team. I don't think yeah. Human Trip Ours is an org. So then again, it comes down to, you know, a lot of these people, they've, they've got something to do. You might have a job to maintain or something like that. I think that could obviously weigh down on them. But uh, if there's none of those issues, if this is full dedication out of the guys, I don't think there's any reason that they can't be a competitor that looks for at least a podium finish in here. Uh, so obviously, normally right now we'd do split decision, but I think we have waffled on a little bit too much at this point. So instead, I'd like us to just take a couple of the regions and do our predictions for 
who we think is going to win it. And I'm not going to make this easy for you, Mitch. I'm not going for East. I'm not letting you pick a send. And then I have to try and come up with a reason why I think Benji is about to win the entire division. Don't he is? No. I'm going to go for Turkey because I think Turkey is utterly stacked. And I think that there's so many different teams you can argue for. So take it away. I mean, it's a tough one, but looking at the teams that we've got here, I think, you know, Fireflux, Parla, even Istanbul Wildcats, they've got some some serious rep to them. But mm. S2G is who I'm going to throw my hat in with. And I think looking at this roster, someone like Russ in here as a top Turkish player, one of the best duelists that we've got in the world and mm. a very exciting prospect. Pora Sentinel that used to get us excited back in the day almost as much as Nats did when he was pulling out that cypher. And then you throw in our boy Aslan, one of the best players we've got in the world. One of the most, I think, from a mentality perspective, you almost cannot get better than yeah. Aslan. And I think he's going to fit really well in this team. I wanted to see him do it on Big Clan, but this could be S2G pushing all the way to that grand final, really making a name for themselves. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite people I think I've met throughout the sort of Valorant scene. Very, very friendly guy. Fun to talk to about Valorant. I also do pray that Russ is back on the Duelist because that's what yeah. we sort of remember him for. He has been sort of shifting in towards like initiator roles and sort of pushed around a bit in other teams like in Giants. You had like Fatinio, So a lot of the time Fatinio would take the Duelist role away from him. So I hope that's what we get back. I know that that's something he enjoyed. Now I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go for the tried and true the tested team, the one that's got that upgrade of Sociable, and I think it has to be Parla. I, I was torn between sort of them, Fireflux, and of course S2G, okay. but I, I think that like Fireflux sort of, they've got the young players. I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see players like uh, Woot and Yetie sort of like move themselves over, but realistically, I think that Laura's Sociable, like JJ as well, they're going to be players where I think that realistically it's going to be difficult for them to lose this unless someone really comes together strong. So like obviously in the first season, I think a lot of teams are going to be testing stuff because it doesn't move towards Ascension. So maybe that gives S2G a chance to really build into things. But with how established this roster is, I think right now they're going to be impossible to beat. Yeah, I think that's fair, Tom. Well, let me throw in my little curveball then as to which region I'm going to go for. Polaris. Okay. We're pulling out Polaris, Tom. And I think Polaris is a pretty solid one to go for because there's a little bit of debate over who's going to be taking it. But I know who my fan favorite's going to be. I'm hoping you're not picking them. I feel like I will be because I feel yeah, like probably. the obvious choice is Apex. Probably, like, yeah. I think they're, they're the team that has the most experience by a country mile. Like, it's not even close. Like, Magnum playing international events, Mystic, Enzo as well. Shadow's been someone who was on FPX under Angel. And the only real unproven, untested is Kaiko, who, well, he was literally on one of the other teams, Bonk, and was their best player. So... I think that the fact that you've got these players confident in that youngster, you've got a really solid organization in terms of having everything behind them, like the mental coaches, like all the different sort of, like even going back to like strategical analysts and like different things. So I think that there's too much there to fail. And that's probably the only thing that could get them. I, I think it's if those players don't perform to the level we already know they can do. Other than that, maybe a focus could squeeze in there, but I I don't know if anybody else, unless, again, they hit like a ridiculous peak, will be able to compete with Apex. Yeah. Uh, well, look, if we're realistic, Tom, I, I think Apex might be the favorites <laughs> here. I think you might have given a compelling argument. I'd love to okay. come in and say, well, you know what? I think Bonk have just as much of a chance. I, I do think that the players there 
could compete in a BO3 series, a BO5, sure, especially at the end of a season. But uh, I don't know. I, I find it hard to fully argue it that Bonk are going to be the, at the top, but I'm going to do it anyways because I don't think we should pick the same team, Tom. I'm going to sort of yeah, defeat the curve. We're, we're filling in for split decision <laughs> and so on, right? And I'm thinking about Cider. I'm thinking about this guy, how he jumped onto an international scene to a master's mm -hmm. event as a sub for FPX, slotted in like it was the plan all along. He looked amazing. So as far as he's able to pivot and provide support, I think he's going to be one of the best players out there in the European region and add on Bonkart to that. Hell, if anybody can teach you how to improve, I think it's this man. He's one of the strongest. Over Enzo? Well, you know, he's one as of an IGL, like just a comparison between the like Bonk. Well, listen, listen, it's a different thing. Do you want <laughs> do you want a physiotherapist or a chiropractor? You know, a little bit of balance is good, Tom, a little bit of everything. So I think Bonk in his with lane. Enzo. I think I would be, uh, but Bonkar, you know, in his lane, he's one of the best at what he does specifically, <laughs> which is different to what Enzo does, Tom. Okay. I don't want to don't waste time explaining that to you, though. Uh, I don't know if you oh, get yeah. it, but, uh, mm. you know, it's it's a strong team. And I think at the end of the day, picking Bonk and picking Apex, uh, what it's telling me about Polar is about how EMEA really is that either way, the winning team will have an Irish player on it. And that I mean, that's amazing. That's just a beautiful world that we live in, Tom. It looks like we're taking over, and uh, um, I love to see it. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna try and ignore the fact that you're again calling Enzo Irish when he is definitely French. Uh, I was baptized but, uh, here, but you know it is what it is. We have bigger fish to fry because not only is this the end of our our first episode when it comes to split decision being over on Double Peak, but we have our announcement to make, which is going to be that alongside the channel being launched, just as like a, a thank you for anybody coming over to the new thing and supporting us as we look to try and build this into something bigger for EMEA in terms of content, in terms of us being involved, in terms of better quality quantity. So we wanted to give something back, and that is going to be the new Araxis. How do you say it? Araxis? One Araxis? of those. Araxis. Yeah. That, that'll be the one. We're going to be giving that away uh, 8,700 8, VP or 75 pounds. We're probably going to give that over PayPal. All you have to do is check in the description. That will likely take you to the tweet and then enter on Gleam. So just make sure that you do that if you want to be entered into the giveaway. If you're not and you're just here because you love the content, that's brilliant all the same. And hopefully we'll be back over the next week or so bringing you even more content, be it some more split decision, be it some more analytical videos or even some fun stuff along with the players. So please make sure you like and subscribe and we will see you then.